and welcome to episode 75 of the Elevate Your Running podcast. My name is Sarah Manderscheid. My co-host is Austin Myers, and today is a short solo episode. I say short now. We'll see how short this episode is. And we're, I am going to talk all about hydration today. So I'm really excited about this conversation. It's something that I've really leaned into over the last 12 months, not just hydration, but electrolyte consumption. And um, it's a really exciting topic that once you dial in, is the needle mover for many athletes to still show up strong in long runs, to show up strong during races, um, to just show up strong in life. Um, how many times have we gone on a long run or had a big training cycle and you just feel just tired and exhausted at the end of a long run? It doesn't need to be that way. Chances are your hydration and electrolyte levels are too low. And that is going to be your secret weapon. Improving those levels um, will be your secret weapon to having a strong and thriving training cycle as we head into the longest day of the year. That's right. The summer solstice was earlier this week and it's such a great time of the year. Specifically, I love summer. I love this time of the year. I love early sunrises. I love late sunsets. I love light and warmth and um, I think, you know, it's such a great time of the year to also get out and run, but it's also a warm or the warmest time of the year to run, depending on where you live in the world. But um, right now it's definitely, you know, warmer temps and a lot of sun and maybe also a lot of training going on as we gear into fall racing. So you might have heard that the summer miles bring the fall smiles, and it's so true if you can kind of grim and bear the summer running, although I love it to a certain extent, um, then you should have a really great fall of racing and running as well. Um, so I think this week it's a lot of fun because we have, you know, the first day of summer um, this week, and then we also have National Hydration Day, which is today, the day the episode is dropping on Friday, June 23rd, and I love that this National Hydration Day falls just two days after the first day of summer because I feel like these two days and celebrations really go hand in hand specifically for runners, right? We have longer days, we have warmer days, and hydration is one of those needle movers and pieces to our training that really does make or break a run, a workout, or a training cycle for sure. So there are a ton of hydration products on the market. I'm going to dive into those here in this episode. But before we begin, I want to talk about how much you need to be consuming in the summer. Um, this is going to vary for so many different athletes on so many different areas of the country. But typically, um, you want to aim for between 100 to 120 ounces of water in the summer months. That might look a little bit lower in the winter months, depending on how cold it is outside and your sweat ratio and how much you sweat. If you're a salty sweater, if you're not, that all kind of plays a factor into it. So one of the answers that I give to athletes every single day, every single day is it depends. And it also depends on how much hydration you need too, because we're all different. 
that's what makes us so cool. That's what makes us so unique, but we are so different. So the hydration piece is going to look different for everyone. This is kind of like best practices across the board. Um, once you jot down all the info from this podcast, like take it to your training, test it out, see what works, see what doesn't work. And, um, eventually you'll get it dialed in and it's a great place to be when you can keep those electrolyte levels high. So before we dive into electrolytes, let's just talk about the water. So hundred to 120 ounces of water in the summer is such a great milestone to hit every single day. That's right. Now, if you are running every day, if you're running and maybe you're sweating more, like I have run groups at night now in Denver and, um, it might be a 6 PM start and I've eight miles and I am running in one of the hottest points of the day, specifically right now as we're in June. So you might be sweating more on a run like that versus first thing in the morning, right? So um, if you live at altitude, how much water you need um, will depend on that. You'll want to bump your um, ounces of water up for that. If you live at sea level and you've visited like Denver, Colorado, or Flagstaff, Arizona, and you've been at higher altitudes, you've probably noticed how dry your mouth gets or how thirsty you are. That's super common. And it is just drinking more to try and alleviate that and stay hydrated. Now, if you live in a hot and humid climate, I know Texas is going through quite the hot, hot, hot spell right now. Um, you'll also want to make sure that you're consuming enough water, but it's also about balancing out with the electrolytes because what you don't want to do is consume so much water that you deplete all the minerals, all the vitamins in your body. And you're essentially like peeing that out. You don't want to do that. You want to have a fine balance because you want to still be able to produce and train and run really strong. And part of that is having a well-balanced hydration and electrolyte system in your body. So you're able to do that. Um, oftentimes, uh, you'll see athletes, um, maybe consuming just water during training runs or just water during um, races. And then they say, oh, but Coach Sarah, there's Gatorade on the course. And I kind of chuckle and laugh. And I think, yeah, but we get to have a different strategy because Gatorade alone is far less in sodium than most other products out on the market. And as we all know, when you're running through a water table or a Gatorade table in a race, how much of what's in that cup actually lands in your mouth and how much of it, if you're like me, lands on your race kit or your shoes. I am known to have like poured, you know, like missed my mouth and like there's Gatorade, like dumping right on my alpha fly. And like, that just doesn't work. So, um, setting yourself up for success, how we show up in training is how we show up on race day. Training is such a great opportunity to test drive all of these things, hydration being one piece to it to figure out what works, what doesn't work, and then executing that on race day. So if you, maybe you don't want to drink Gatorade on the race course, but you do want to have electrolytes with you, it, there is a solution to that. It's taking a handheld with you um, when you're racing and adding the electrolytes pre-race. Um, so if you listen to my Boston Marathon recap episode, I talked about taking a handheld for the first time in a marathon. It will not be my last. If anything, I don't think I'll ever run a marathon without a handheld again. 
it was the one of the best decisions I made. Um, and I added two servings of electrolytes into my handheld. So when I got to the second checkpoint or the second time where I needed to quickly stop and refill, there was still electrolyte powder at the bottom of my bottle, I could shake it up and have that second serving in that second bottle heading into the second half of the race. So it's a great way to set yourself up for success, but let's take a few steps back. So when we wake up in the morning and we're getting ready to go out for our run, we have been sleeping hopefully for seven or eight hours. I know many of you are just laughing or rolling your eyes at that. Maybe a good night is five hours for you. And that's, that's okay. If that's the season of life you're in, maybe you have small kids um, or maybe you're getting up early to run with a local running group. Like um, as long as you feel like you're managing that well, um, then that's okay. Sleep is our number one recovery tool. So it's really, really important to focus in on sleep and making sure that you're getting enough each day or each week specifically if you're in a big training cycle for a big race. But you wake up, you're ready to go for your run. Maybe you're going to have a little bit of coffee, which is a diuretic. It's de It dehydrates you, right? So it's something that you get to balance with water. So what I love to do um, now the people I run with don't love this about me, but when I wake up, I do like drink and drink like a big glass of water. And I really try to drink 10 to 12 ounces, um, best practices, 16 ounces, because you're rehydrating your body after eight hours of sleeping and like your body's still working while you're sleeping, right? It's still working hard at keeping you alive, keeping you asleep and repairing all of the repairing all your muscles from like a really big day the night before or the day before. So, um, that's something to consider, right? Taking a big, drinking a big glass of water before you head out for your run. Maybe you have a little bit of coffee. So that's going to be a huge needle mover in starting your day off well, to be able to hit those hundred to 120 ounces of water, but it's not just all about water, right? It's about the electrolytes and the electrolytes are such a big component to balancing out being a strong athlete and a strong human and feeling good. So the electrolytes are composed of different vitamins and minerals to help keep you balanced and feeling normal. Electrolytes can be composed of sodium or salt, potassium, magnesium, and you want to be able to find a really nice balance between all of those to set yourself up for success when you're training. So our body loses and depletes all of those minerals and vitamins in our body, as well as salt as we sweat. So if you are a saltier runner, you are going to lose more than someone who is sweating less salt, right? Or that sodium component to it. So you want to test out products that are going to set you up for success specifically. Um, there's a lot of different products on the market, um, with electrolytes specifically. I love the scratch hydration. I know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know this about me. I started using the scratch regular hydration. I'm going to call it the regular hydration, um, which has about, I want to say 370 milligrams of sodium in a serving. And, um, and I love it for everyday runs. I use it for workouts. 
Um, I wasn't taking electrolytes up until last summer when I was training for the Chicago marathon and it made such a big game changer. Now, scratch also provides a hyperhydration mix, which I might, you might've heard me talk about that on the podcast as well. And I love the hyperhydration mix because it has 17 milligrams of sodium in it. And why do I love that product so much? It's because I am a very heavy sweater and I need to replenish and make sure that if I'm going out for a three hour run, that I'm replenishing all of the magnesium, all the potassium, all the sodium, or at least as much as I possibly can during that run to feel strong and feel really good at the end of my runs. Because one, I wanted to have strong long runs. And two, most of my runs, most of my long training runs for Chicago had a progression and most of my goal pace work was at the end of the run. And I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel strong. And oftentimes I would drive to Denver to run these runs and I would be finishing, you know, gosh, the earliest, maybe nine 30. And in the summer in Denver, it could be 80 degrees already and sunny and the sun hits a little bit different in Colorado. It's, it's not humid, but it's definitely warm. So, um, I love mixing electrolytes in my handheld. Um, you can also pregame with electrolytes, which is awesome. Um, pre-gaming with electrolytes means, um, you know, taking some either the day before, um, maybe you're drinking it with dinner or maybe in an afternoon with an afternoon snack and mixing it in with water. You could also drink it before you go out for a training run and then making sure that you also have it in your handheld and in your bottle as you're training. Um, but there's also a lot of other great products on the market. Elementy is another one of my favorites. Now that is pure salt. It has a thousand milligrams of sodium and um, they it comes in a lot of different flavors. This one's great because it contains zero sugar. And the reason that's great is because it's awesome after your run. So oftentimes I hear athletes say like, oh, I'm drinking LMNT during my runs. And while that's great, because I actually tried it a few weeks ago to see like if I noticed a difference or like what the athletes were kind of feeling um, because some of the Elevate athletes were doing it. And I wanted to, yeah, just figure out what, what they saw in it and, and if it felt the same as Scratch. But ultimately Scratch has sugar in it. Um, and that's what you want to consume while you're running. It enters your bloodstream faster. So it affects you faster. And that's ultimately what we want as athletes, right? We want the things that we're consuming and drinking and putting into our bodies to like start making it an impact ASAP. How many times have you taken a calf gel and you're just like running, waiting for that calf gel to kick in, right? I think it takes about 20 minutes. That's usually like when I can feel a difference. So it's a great like little side tip to like take your calf gel about 20 minutes before you think you're going to need it in the race. Um, so it kicks in when you need it. It's the same thing with electrolytes. Although I will say if you get dehydrated in a training run or you are dehydrated in a race, I'm so sorry. Like there's not a lot that you can do in that moment to really get through it. Um, dehydration is such a slippery slope. So making sure that you're taking the electrolytes in is going to help with that slippery slope and making sure that you don't get to that point. So there's other products on the market too. I know a big one is the noon tablet. I took noon for years and I always wondered why I still didn't 
feel hydrated <laughs> and it's not a knock to noon at all. I still consume noon ta- tablets. I think they're great. I love to have them on a Friday night in a wine glass with sparkling water, pick your noon flavor of the week and throw it in there. And it's a fun way um, to stay, you know, have a little bit of extra sodium, a little bit of extra hydration um, before you head out for your run, maybe the next day, if you're a Saturday long run person. So, um, the noon tablets have about 300 milligrams of sodium. So essentially about the same as scratch, but I think the ingredients and the levels of different, like the magnesium and the potassium are in the sodium are just slightly different. So you want to take a look to see what works, what doesn't work for you. Tailwind is another great product that I know a lot of people love. Um, but I've also heard that some people either love it or you have stomach issues with it. So you're either in camp A or camp B. Um, so hopefully you're in camp A if you take Tailwind. If you are taking Tailwind and seem to have an upset stomach while running, invitation to switch out your electrolyte and see if that makes a difference. Um, And then there's always like the good old salt tabs or the salt sticks, right? Like let's go back to the good old days of just eating salt, um, which is essentially LMNT, just fancier because it's in really fancy flavors and it's packaged a little bit differently. Um, But I took my first salt tab um, during Boston Marathon 2021 because I was pretty nervous about the weather the day before when I started that race, it was about 66 degrees and humid with a capital H humid, especially coming from Colorado. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is wild. Um, so I bought salt tabs the day before. And if you're laughing at this now, you know, do as I say, not as I do, because I tend to do a lot of things that I don't often suggest to athletes. Um, and that race too, I had brand new racing shoes on, which I wouldn't recommend either. So the salt tabs ended up working. The new racing shoes did not, but salt tabs are great. You just want to make sure that you're depleted enough before taking it. It's very, I mean, it's essentially just salt it formed into a tab. So um, if you're not sweating a lot or feel like you don't need it, um, quite yet it is like, it will disrupt your stomach. So that's what I love about all these other electrolyte powders, like the LMNT, the scratch, uh, BPN has a great electrolyte powder. It's not going to upset your stomach because it doesn't contain as much salt as something like a salt stick. So, um, so on a scale of less salt to very salty, we're going to go noon. We're going to go scratch hydration we're going LMNT, we're going scratch hyperhydration, and then probably salt tabs after that. Um, And the salt tabs might flip before the hyperhydration. I don't have them in front of me, so I don't exactly, I can't recall exactly how much sodium is in those. Um, But that's kind of on a scale of low salt to high salt and test it out. See what works see what doesn't work. I think Tailwind also kind of falls around the noon tablet sort of area. Um, and you know, different seasons call for different hydration. I only use the scratch hyperhydration in the summer months. It's something I would never touch in the winter because I don't sweat that much in the winter and it contains a lot of sodium. So it will upset your stomach if you're not sweating a whole lot. So that is kind of my recommendation in terms of products and 
um, different levels of salt, but what do you do? How do you know? Like how much should you take? You can try it for sure, but also taking a sweat test, is going to help. So you can determine how much you lose during your running activities. So if you run in the morning, best practice is to, you know, hopefully, hopefully this isn't triggering for anyone, but like stepping on a scale and assessing your weight, going out for a run. Now, typically I've heard, and I've done this myself, not taking water, not consuming anything. So, you know, you can compare apples to apples when you get back and weigh yourself and you know exactly how much you lost. So you know how much to replenish is, is, is essentially what we're getting at. So, um, so you weigh yourself before you go out for a run and then you weigh yourself and you get back and you see your difference in weight. So when I did this, I went out, I think it was like 8am last summer, um, hot. It was a very hot day. And I think I went out for 40 minutes So I did something that was like manageable. It wasn't going to put me in a hole if I felt like I was sweating a lot. And um, you don't want to go out and do this for like a two hour run or something like that. I would say 60 minutes max. Um, And then you assess how much did you lose? So if you have a one to 3% loss in body weight, that's going to indicate dehydration and So you're already in dehydration mode, or at least for me, when I weighed myself, I was in dehydration mode. So that's not a great place to be. So now you get to play catch up all day. In my experience, I feel like it takes all day to catch back up to feeling hydrated again. And then for every pound that you lose, you'll want to make sure that you consume 12 to 24 ounces of water with an electrolyte component. So that's something to think about when you race. So let's say you go out for a 60 minute run. It's all easy miles. And it's maybe weather that's in like the last hour of your marathon. And let's say you lose about three pounds. Well, congratulations. That's about 36 ounces or more of water just to consume for that one hour at easy pace, not even factoring in the race component to it. And when we run faster, we our bodies generate more power, generate more heat, generate more sweat, right? So it all goes hand in hand. So really kind of taking a dive into that and figuring out what's going to work for you. Now you can also pregame with electrolytes. That's a great way to set yourself up for success. You can pregame with electrolytes and water rich foods like grapefruit is awesome. Watermelon, cucumbers, strawberries, um, any melon out there. So it's awesome because they're in season in the summer. You can get them at your local farmer's markets. They're tasty and they replenish that water and offer great vitamins and minerals that you're going to need to have a strong training cycle. So, um, if you feel like you're showing up a little bit sluggish or a little bit fatigued or a little bit tired, and you're like, gosh, I feel like, you know, my training isn't super intense. My sleep is spot on it could be the hydration piece. So when you go out for that run and you decide, okay, I know my sweat rate. I know I want to consume 12 ounces of water per hour or 24 ounces of water per hour. You have a variety of different ways to carry it. So you can carry it in a handheld, which is something I love to do. Um, You can also carry it in a hydration vest. And I know a lot of athletes love the hydration vest it has usually two bottles. And what's cool about that is one can have water, one can have the electrolytes. So you can kind of like go back and forth and you don't get tired of the electrolyte powder. 
just like gels, the electrolyte powder is going to be the same way, same thing. You want to make sure that you rotate flavors so you don't get sick of it. Um, and rule of thumb for me is I like to take a sip of water at every mile. And every time my Garmin goes off, I'll take a sip of water. Um, or if I know, oh, I want to consume 12 ounces or I want to consume my handheld in 90 minutes, uh, ration it out. Right. Um, you could also run a loop. So let's say you're going out for a long run and you have a handheld, but you know you're going to need more water, so you don't know what to do. Well, if you run a loop, you can keep a cold water bottle in a portable cooler in your car, and you can refill your handheld as you get back to your car. Now, you also get to have a strong mental mindset because I have known runners who have done this and then have gotten in their car and left. <laughs> so you have to be okay going back to your car to refill your handheld and not getting in your car and ending your run early. Um, you get to go back out for that second loop or maybe it's a third loop. So it's a cool way um, to set up your hydration piece. Um, I love the handhelds. I think at this point, seeing, you know, any photo of me running, my both my hands look like I'm carrying a handheld. Like it's just kind of ingrained in me. And it's a fun way to stay hydrated. I always, I always carry a gel in my little hand handheld. Um, I switch out the electrolyte powders. So I have different flavors and it makes it fun. It's a fun component to running and training. So you can also track your hydration levels uh, through your skin. So if you just pinch a very small part of your arm, if your skin snaps back, pretty quickly, then that's a sign that you're better hydrated. Or if it takes kind of a while or slower kind of movement to like morph back down to your like arm, you're probably dehydrated. Or how many times have you gone to get blood drawn and the nurse is trying to put the, the needle in your vein and they can't find it? That's a sign of dehydration. And then of course your urine the clearer your urine is, the more hydrated you are. And that's a really great way to know. Um, hopefully this isn't a TMI story, but I'm going to share it anyway. So fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Um, ran CIM, first, first marathon. You know, everyone in their first marathon is just trying to learn how to run. <laughs> right? How do you run 26.2? I can't fathom adding anything else to my plate. Like, oh, I take a gel. Okay. Like, oh, I probably took four gels during that marathon. I don't know. It's probably ridiculous. Um, and um, anyways, cut to the end of the race. I'm back at the hotel. I showered. I'm like hanging out. And, um, and it dawned on me that like I had not gone to the bathroom all day. And this is after drinking like probably a Gatorade, water, a vitamin water. I was very into vitamin waters during that time and still had not gone to the bathroom. I was probably, it, well, I definitely was so dehydrated. So that's also like not a great way to set yourself up for success. Now the electrolytes will absorb into your body, right? And it's going to hold the water in. So there is that component to it, but you still want to be able to, and should still be able to go to the bathroom. And if you can't, then you're dehydrated. So that's also a great 
way to test it out, but it's also not a great way because it's almost too late at that point. So that's kind of like your end all be all. Um, so how do you refuel post run? You can refill in a lot of different ways. You can take the electrolyte mix that you took while you were running. Like sometimes I drink scratch afterwards. It's okay. Um, element tea is another, you know, great one to have after you run. Cause it doesn't have any sugar in it. Um, coconut water or sports drinks. And there are other signs other than, oh, I haven't gone to the bathroom in a while that could signal that you are dehydrated. Um, coordination decline. Now I would argue I fall in this category, whether I'm hydrated or not, but maybe, you know, if you're, maybe you're very coordinated. So if you feel like your coordination is declining, um, or maybe you're just not as great on your feet towards the end of a run, you might be dehydrated, right? If you have a decrease in energy, that's where I really notice that if I'm tired, um, I'll usually drink a big glass of water and see if that changes anything, um, and, or add electrolytes. Muscle fatigue is another one. So if you're coming off of a big workout, a big long run, or maybe it's an easy day and your muscles just aren't feeling good and they feel kind of like they had a big workout or you're in a really big race, you're probably just dehydrated and you need to have that fatigue or you need to have the electrolytes to help with the fatigue. Same thing with muscle cramps. Oh gosh, I know this happens to people in races and it breaks my heart because it is something that we can control. And it's just a matter of how much do we need? So, um, I had a few athletes at Boston that actually cramped at the end. And after talking to one of them, he said, but I had like, I did a really great job pre-gaming and like all week. And I had like two packets during, um, during the race. And like, I felt like I set myself up for success. And I would say, and I think I said this to him, like, yeah, on paper, that looks great. And I think it's, it just still wasn't enough for that day and those conditions. And, and that day specifically, it was very hard to tell if we were sweating or not because it was raining and it was like warm, but then it got cold. But I remember finishing the race and I had sweat or I'm sorry, I had salt just caked on my face. So I think like that definitely shows that it was one of those days that we were sweating, but we just didn't know it. Um, so if you're in that position where you're like, I cramped during races, I feel like I do everything right. You are doing everything right. I think you just need to bump up the sodium content and make sure that you're getting in more. So, um, I think he also took salt tabs. Um, but maybe it's taking hyperhydration, which has 1700 milligrams versus two scratch packets, which I think combined have 600 milligrams. It's a big difference. Um, and also if you see a reduction in athletic performance, right? How many times have we gone out to try a workout and you're like, oh, I'm dehydrated or my, I'm, you know, my mouth is dry. I feel thirsty. I feel like I need something to drink. There's a very low, small chance that you're able to hit pesos that day. It's just a matter of fact. It's like, if you're under fueled, I think you can get fueled up pretty quickly with gels and, um, other like chews and things that you bring with you. But if you're dehydrated, it's just, it just takes a lot longer to come back and get back to your a game. Um, feeling like you are hydrated again. So these are all the things that go with why hydration is a secret weapon 
that you're missing, right? So we're going to hone in on making sure we have 100 to 120 ounces of water in the summer. We want to pick an electrolyte mix that fills our cup and take a serving a day, primarily making sure that you're getting it on workouts and long runs. You want to make sure that you're pre-gaming with those electrolytes. Um, so you're getting some in before you go out for your long run. And then if it's if you're still feeling like, wow, I need to consume more, take that LMNT after and you know, get another thousand milligrams of sodium. I do want to reference quickly um, that Featherstone Nutrition put out this post, I think earlier in the month, and she talked about, is there too much sodium that you can take during long runs? And she says no. And she broke it down this way. On a two hour long run, the average runner loses a minimum of 1800 milligrams of sodium and up to 8,000 milligrams of sodium on the higher end. So that's a great way to gauge it based on your gels and your electrolyte mixes. You know, if you're losing, let's say average, you're losing about 5,000 milligrams of sodium. You could take a few scratches. You could take a hyperhydration. You could take an element after and maybe still feel depleted. So that's something to think about too. Um, you can also create a sweat test to determine how much you lose and then back in your hydration that way. Um, that's a great way to do it. And then also consuming really great foods will help with your electrolyte levels and just have you feel good overall because none of us want to be underfueled or undernourished when we go out for our runs. Um, and then carrying a handheld or a hydration vest is going to help you so much. Um, in the show notes, I'm going to link my favorite handhelds and hydration vests, as well as all of the electrolytes that I mentioned here today. And then, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you're feeling happy, you're feeling healthy, you're feeling energized. And if any of those things aren't trending in the right direction, definitely look at your hydration to see if that is the culprit, especially in the summer. So I hope this episode, um, was awesome for you and you learned something new and you can implement something new in your training and test it out to see if it sets you up for success for some fall, strong fall racing. And I appreciate you for listening this week. And if you're looking to connect with me on social media, you can do so at Elevate Your Running and at Sarah, S-A-Y-R-A-H, Runs Happy. That's both on Instagram and Twitter. And I also want to mention that we have um, some one-on-one -on -one spots open with Coach Amber, who is a coach on the Elevate team. So if you're looking to set your fall up with uh, a strong fall racing, please reach out and I'll get you connected to Coach Amber. She's a lifelong runner. She's fast. She's been running for a very long time. She has some very fast uh, races, but she's also big on the process and big on creating joy and happiness and making sure that training is for all the right reasons. So I hope you have a great rest of your weekend and day and Austin and I will be back next week. See ya.